Hello everyone and welcome. Before we begin tonight's show, let's take a moment to silence ourselves. Let's silence ourselves and by doing so, let's allow God to move in our lives. Let's allow spirit to connect with us as we connect with spirit. Let's take several deep cleansing breaths and release any negativity that we have inside of us, allowing the good energy to flow through us. Remembering that we are safely and firmly grounded. Breathing in deeply and releasing it, letting all the negativity go. God wants us to be whole, not broken. He wants us to be happy, not sad. He wants us to hear Him, not constantly search for Him. And through silence, we can and will hear God within us. I pray that you will be blessed through tonight's show, and I thank you for blessing me. and welcome to Kiss Me, I'm Psychic. I am your host, Christine Porta, and along with my in-demand co-host, Dale Ruth, we are very happy to be here for another hour of Kiss Me, I'm Psychic. Uh, I am Christine Corda, Psychic Medium from Waterbury, Connecticut. My co-host, however, is Dale Ruth from Norwalk, Connecticut, and he is what's known as a skeptical believer which to me, quite frankly, sounds like a little bit of an oxymoron. Um, we both, however, are members of NESPARA, a paranormal investigative group here in Connecticut. My website, if you want to read up about me and see what I do, is www.peacefulreadings.com. I can also be found on Twitter. And if you'd like to email me, please do so at christineporta at live.com. Dale, are you there? I'm here, Christine. How are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. How's the weather up in Waterbury? Well, it's kind of cloudy. You know, yeah. it wasn't that, it's getting chillier. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older, so to me, if it goes below 70, I'm cold. Well, that happens with, yeah, that happens with age, I guess. Yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of, uh, it's overcast and Actually, kind of warm though, because it's blowing off the water down here, so it's not too bad. So the water's actually probably warmer than it is, uh, <coughs> than it is on the air. Oh yeah, the water temperature is probably low seventies, low to mid seventies. So it's, well, it's probably ten degrees warmer than the air right now. Yeah. Well, summer is over, and I, I waved goodbye because I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand the humidity. The humidity was just absolutely horrible. But I, pre- I predict, I say without a ball or anything, I predict that we're going to have a freezing cold winter, and it's going to be a long one. <laughs> so everyone can come back in February and say, ooh, either I was right or I was wrong, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You never know. It probably could be a long one. We're, we're due. We haven't had a really cold, long winter in a long time, so. Well, well it's long. It, it's... <laughs> What a statement to leave hanging in the air. It's long when you have two kids and you can't get out. I'll tell you that right now. Um, anyway, can I ask you, Dale, what the heck is a skeptical believer? I, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but, yeah, I do. 
Could you, uh, I, I, I had trouble hearing that question. Could you ask me that again? I'm sorry. Oh, ne- never mind. That's okay. Um, let's just move on. I'll, I'll ask you some other time. Uh, okay. Tonight, tonight, tonight is September 12, 2010. And as we all know, yesterday marked the ninth anniversary of the World Trade Center bombing, as well as Flight 93 and the Pentagon. And as Americans, we were united in our grief, and I think that we'll all agree there. And every single year since then, I think that for all of us, we are again united. You know, I just want to take a minute or so here and have a moment of silence to remember those who died, their their family members who are still grieving, and the men and women who ran in those buildings while most were running out. So let's just take a moment here for all those people. And I think I speak for all of us when I say thank you to all of you. We have not forgotten. You know, Dale, I got a little bit emotional there. Excuse me. That's okay. Uh, Can I interject just one really quick? Sure. I think we should all also say a prayer and keep them keep them in our heart and our prayers. The, the men and women overseas that are fighting the, fighting for our freedoms too. Yes, indeed, definitely, always, always. We can't thank them enough. Never can we thank them enough. You know what? But I don't care what we are in America, whether you're Democrat or Republican, whether you're Catholic or Protestant or no religion. You have to you have to embrace America as much as possible, you know. You have to embrace the people that serve and the people that represent us. And certainly for for a twenty year old or an eighteen year old to go over there and stand up for what they believe in and to defend us, I think that's just I, I can't even words can't express what that means to me. And I, and I just want to mention that as we remember yesterday. Thank you. It's it's awesome. It's, it's just an awesome, awesome thing that they do because, you know, now it's a, it's an all volunteer army or all volunteer service. Not like when my father was was uh, fighting. You know, they whether they wanted to go or not, they had to go. Now it's volunteer. These kids go over there because they want to. Yeah, I know it. That's just I'm just totally in awe of those of those just magnificent magnificent kids. Yeah, I mean, we hear a lot about kids who are in trouble. We hear a lot about kids who, who are hanging around, doing bad things, and, and not getting their education or whatever. And they certainly deserve our prayers as well. I'm not saying they don't, but we need to hear more about these other kids that, that just to do that. My brother was in the Army for four years, and thank God, and I don't mean to be unpatriotic, but thank God he never saw any. He, he was just uh, just before the Gulf, just before the Gulf War. So he missed that, and, and you know, with his luck, Surprised he did, but um, you know. I thought I thought it was a civil war he was in. No, <laughs> no, that was your brother. Um, oh. Anyway, let's let's move on, and then just just remember, I said it was your brother, not you. Okay. Um, you know, it, it it brings me to the topic of tonight's discussion, and 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 I see you, uh, area code six seven eight, and I will be getting to you in a minute. I promise. Um, you know, I was watching yesterday those documentaries and. They were just, um, some of them are very powerful, and they show the people, uh, the footage of the people running, the, the towers dropping down. They were playing some of the, the last recorded messages of these these, uh, these Americans that went to work one morning, and that was that. It was the last day on earth. And it just tears me up so much inside to hear their voices of these people and to know that it was their last day and their last phone call to their loved ones. And it makes me feel chilled to the bone, you know. It really does. I think it does for anybody, but for me. You know, I was sitting there yesterday, I was watching it, and I was thinking to myself, what happened to them after they died? And I don't, I'm not making light of any of this, and I'm not trying to, to gain anything about by talking about it, but what happened to them after they died, you know, being under such stressful and fearful, just terrifying uh, circumstances, knowing that the... The towers were coming down, seeing the planes coming to the, towards the window. Well, those, were, those, those are the ones that were lucky enough to even see the planes. Most of them 
I didn't have a good, didn't have a clue as to what happened. I'm not sure if I, if I would feel lucky seeing those planes. <laughs> well, I would say I would, I would probably prefer going just not even not even knowing and then just being being over the, the line or, or in the next world, if you will. But yeah. um, I've never seen Ground Zero. I know that, that Frank, my, my, our friend Frank there, um, he's been there. He was there shortly after it happened, and he's been there, you know, since. But I really would. I'd like to go someday and, and pay my respects. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it, it becomes so political that, you know, you've got the mosque issue. You've got um, the, the, the politics involved behind it. You know, and the Democrats want to talk about how they're going to fix things. And the Republicans talk about how they're going to fix things. And whoever's left over, they talk about how they're going to fix things. And I think the spiritual aspect in life, and in, especially in that situation, gets lost. It gets it gets lost in the shuffle. And I think, yeah, of course, we need to recognize there may be a spiritual aspect of ground zero. And, yeah. and in any case where somebody dies in, in a sudden and drastic way, you know, what happens? And, and they, maybe they still deserve, I'm sorry, maybe they still need our support and our love now just as much as when it happened or before it happened or whatever, and they need our prayers to, to further them along. Personally, I think that most of them, you know, I believe that the love and the prayers of their families and friends did help them immensely to move on, you know. I, uh, I would I would think some, a lot of them did, but I, I would also think because of the the immense tragedy, the immense the immensity of the entire uh, few minutes, let's say, mm-hmm. some of them, I don't think, you know, it's going to be difficult for a lot of them to cross over, you know, all the prayers and uh, good wishes in the world are going to come over be- just because of that the immensity of that, that day, that tragedy that happened there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of the times that I ever go into houses, and remember that, uh, that cemetery that we went into, I don't want to say the name of it. It was in Waterbury. Yeah. Um, no. It was huge. <laughs> no, I just gave it away, probably. Um, and I remember that we had, I was standing there, and that, that man came over, he was talking to me, and, um, you know, it was, it was a spirit, it was a spirit man, and I remember that, you know, the, the, some of the things that people have said about that cemetery is that it might be inhuman entities in there, and so, to be honest, I was a little bit nervous, thinking maybe this is an inhuman entity standing there appearing to me as a man, because he was very, very clear, he was right. very... Very, very good. I couldn't see his face, which kind of made the, the, the... I got a little bit nervous about that, but he did tell me that he burned his face, or his face was burned. Um, right. But I remember that he... I said to him, well, no offense, but I don't talk to people unless they give me some kind of validation or something like that. Um, right. I didn't want to levitate, or, you know, the grave seven or anything, but just a little bit of, like, what's your name and, um, you know, what... What can I use to validate that you are human and are trying to trick everything? And I remember that he led me. He pointed to a spot further down. I, I don't. I can't really describe it, but I know you remember. He pointed to it, and he literally led me. He gave me his name, and then he not only that, he gave me uh, the location of his grave. And yeah, I, I re- yeah, we went away. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, we, I remember. Yeah, you, I followed you right down over to over to his headstone, and his the name that you told me that he had told you was right there in front of us. Yeah, it was it was just like thank you, you know, and and you know he he didn't want to move on. I told him I said you know can I pray for you? Can I um, can I help you? Can I you know I was trying to meditate. He specifically said to me, I do not want to move on. I. So I remember he said something like, I wasted my whole GD life, and now I'm wasting my whole GD death. And he was very, very bitter. He was very angry. You know, he had been in the war. I forget what it was. I think it was Vietnam, um, but I, I don't actually remember specifically. But I didn't stop praying for him. You know, he was a very, it was just, I wish that I could document it so that other people could could see that and hear it, because it was even though it was kind of disturbing, it was, very, it was something that I will treasure for the rest of my life, you know, to know that I made a connection and to know that he came and he spoke to me, you know, and, and people really 
they don't know a lot of times. And you can't see these things and you're, you're, you're really just kind of trying to get EVPs or whatever. It, 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 it's never the fullness of, uh, sorry, my head that just went berserk. It's never the fullness of sitting there and talking to someone who is, was passed on and who doesn't want to move on simply does not want to move on. And there are some people who don't. You know what? This poor person has been sitting here holding on, and um, I want to get their comment. Uh, this is area code 678. Oh, they just hung up. Okay. We have another call from 951. And do you have a, a question or comment about tonight's show? Hello, you're on the air. I'm just listening to the show. I just started listening, so I have no idea what the topic is. And I'm I'm just listening. Okay. Well, how are you okay. tonight? I'm good, thank you. That's cool. Well, we were talking about uh, we were talking about 9/11, and we were th- we were thanking all the people involved in September 11th, remembering the victims. Uh, but we were mm-hmm. also asking the question: Does the, the manner of our death determine what our afterlife will be. So if you want to, you know, just take it from there, please be our guest. Mm, you know what? The, will the manner, of, the manner of our death determine what now? What our afterlife will be? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, if we're earthbound or if we go, you know, if we go on to be with Jesus, God, you know. Hmm. You know what? I'm not sure. I don't know. I never really thought about that. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, from my perspective as a medium, yeah, I, I think that they that, that sometimes people do get attached to this earthly realm, earthly emotions. Um uh-huh. you know, but I but I also believe in prayer. I believe in the strength of love. And I think that if we the spiritual aspect for a we can uh, we can help them to move on or to be more at peace, you know? Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your call. God bless you and thank you for listening. So Dale, what do you do you think that the, the what do you think would determine um what do you think happens when we die? Just to get into that, I and mean, what do you think that happens when we die? As a skeptical investigator, what do you think happens when we die? Well, um, you know, I, I think we go into probably into like a holding pattern, I would think, uh, to, you know, to, okay, I'm, uh, you caught me, you caught me off guard with that one, but, uh, I think we go into probably a, like a holding pattern until the time is, is the time is right to either pass on wherever we're going uh, or not pass on. Sometimes I'm sure there's you know everybody I'm sure when they die has has um, things that they didn't do in life or they wanted wanted to do and never got to do. People that they want to say goodbye to, people that you know they wanted to make amends with or whatever, you know. So maybe that back. I'm sure it holds a lot of people back. Uh, there might yeah. be they might be afraid to not knowing what's on the other side. Uh, perhaps perhaps like religion may have scared them, and they might be afraid that they're going to judge, going to hell, or something like that. Oh yeah, I yeah, because yes, absolutely. Uh, they like yeah. to, you know, they like to be religions like to scare, not scare people, but burden them with that thought that if you know they haven't been a certain way in their life, that they they won't they won't get into heaven. Let me ask you another question. Do you think that, um, and I don't um, want to. Tell- I'm sorry, you know, we have a bad connection. Yes, we do. You know, the radio show sounds okay when it, when I replay them on the on the blog site here or whatever it is, but when I listen to you, <laughs> I can't hear you for really for anything. I don't interrupt you at all. No, we do, we do have a... We have a... 
I talk right over you. It sounds like you're going to start doing a rap song or something with the record going like this, you know? You don't want to see me doing it. See, I do it again. Okay, anyway. One, two, your turn. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Every time you talk, I talk right on top of you. Um, That's normal. (laughs) Okay, we got to start practicing this a little better, you know? Well, here's the question. We have to upgrade our equipment, I think. Well, we got to upgrade something. Yeah, huh? I don't know. I don't know. I, I listen to a lot of the other shows on here because some of them are, are just excellent. And I, I notice that, too. A lot of times it's just awful. But I'm, I'm over here. Yeah. This connection is terrible. Right now, I can, now you're breaking up again. Oh, well. Let's, we'll, we'll muddle our way through. Sorry, folks. Muddle. We're doing yeah, our best. Well, I just want people to know that I'm not, that we're not interrupting each other because it certainly sounds that way. It's just awful. But, um, you know, it, 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 it it just makes me think. And I guess I think too much. Don't even answer that. I think too much. But, you know, I wonder, like, places like, um, Gettysburg where, you know, they had that incredible video footage of the, of the soldiers and the horses going up and around up on that hill. Mm-hmm. Remember we saw that? I don't remember. It was on my ghost story or something. Oh, there's there's a thousand ghost shows on it. It was on probably about nine hundred of them. Well, it was it was it was it was superior ghost footage. I mean, I don't think anybody proved it wrong. I never really researched it to see if they proved it wrong or not. But you know what what holds people here? Do they think, do they actually think that they're still in the war? Do they actually relive their moment of death? You know, and it's it just, um, I mean, that time that we went to uh, Yankee Peddler Inn. Right. Remember that Yankee Peddler Inn, and you, you were in your dare mode, and you said, hey, Christine, you're psychic. Let's go here, and there was ghosts here one time, and, of course, you know, then I then, then you get a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, uh, I don't know what to say, a little bit surprised that, that I that I actually could pick up on some things, I think. But um, oh. I remember that, that little lady was walking around, and she was coming over and talking to me and everything, but then she... She started to go around. She wanted to do the laundry. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this lady's passed on for like 80, 90 years. Why is she? Is she actually doing laundry? Is she? Is she just like stuck in a in a, a time warp, a loophole, uh, whatever? Yeah, who knows? It could be a parallel universe too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not out of the realm of possibility. I wonder if that mosque, and I, I don't want to bring it up for political reasons, but I wonder if all the controversy surrounding the mosque or the community center, whatever they call it, if, if them bringing that in and all the the, um, the uproar, they've got demonstrations from one side, demonstrations on the other side. I can't even watch it on the news anymore. It's so disturbing. You know, and I'm not talking about the right to build or not to build it, but I wonder if all of that, has a you know comes into play when people might be earthbound or people might you know have a problem moving on. I, I would I would definitely I would definitely think it does because that's that's generating such such powerful probably ninety nine percent negative energy. Yeah. It, yeah. It has to attract the, the, whatever spirits are left there or that are still there, and I'm sure there's quite a few. Um, I, I, I would absolutely say that the, all that energy is uh, is feeding them. Absolutely. Well, if you want to call in and let us know what you think, I see there's a lot of people in the chat room. Hi, everyone in the chat room. If you'd like to call in and tell us what you think, have an idea about this, uh, the number is one three four seven six three seven one four four one. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, I, I tend to also think that when people go around and, you know, as we, I mentioned Yankee Peather Inn, and there's, there's other places that um, that tend to be hangouts for people who want to investigate and whatnot, you know, and I think that that, uh, that, might, that might keep people stuck, you know, that might keep that people That might what? I'm sorry, well, I couldn't hear you on that. That might keep people stuck by trying to draw people in, trying to 
uh, give more attention, you know, going in with a Ouija board or going in and, and saying, here, speak on this uh, device called a recorder. You know, I understand the scientific curiosity about that, and certainly I don't disagree with it because it, it, it's a valid thing, but I, but I think sometimes it go overboard. There's certain, there's certain ends, there's certain places that are, that are just overly investigated. You know, and I think they just become, uh, they become like a fun house. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like, you know, a free-for-all. That other place we used, we've been investigated before, uh, before too, the uh, carousel, the former carousel garden. Yeah, right. That, that place had a plethora of, of investigations. We did one. Actually, we did what, two there? Two or three. I, we were there several. I used to have, I had a couple meetings there with um, uh, the, the meetup. Yeah, I, and uh, I know one of the local radio stations here in Connecticut. Uh, they they used to have, uh, I think they did it maybe two or three times. They had a like a Halloween party there, and you know they were they had. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember their names. Anyhow, that's okay. The names aren't important, but they had investigate paranormal investigators there for that. No, they basically made a show out of it, and that's that's what happens. That's what happens with a lot of these places. That sure that 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 sure doesn't do the uh, do the spirits any any good. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. I you know I remember going there, and I remember that one time that I saw that woman. I I don't I don't know who she never really came gave me her name, but she came up and she she told me I was a little bit. <laughs> I remember that. I mean, I remember thinking, "Oh my God, I can't even escape it from people who have passed away." You know, and she came up and she was she was fixing my collar. Remember that we were there and you had, you, there was a the, the temperature next to me was was about, like about three or four or five degrees colder than than anywhere oh, else. Telling you, no, I was, it was there. a lot colder. That one cold spot in there next to you was eighteen to twenty degrees colder than the surrounding air. Yeah, but you know what? What was interesting about it is that. She was she was interacting with me, and she knew that we were there. You know, she was looking at everyone. I mean, she wasn't just it just wasn't with me. She didn't single me out. She was looking at those two young girls that were with us that were kind of a little bit nervous. Um, we keep getting callers, but I don't know. They keep coming on, and then I don't know if there's a problem with the switchboard or whatever. But please keep trying. There's like three or four calls, and they pop up and then they go off. So please keep trying. I don't know if there's a technical issue or, or what. It, it's certainly not us not taking your calls. There was a lot of calls before, and then, bing, they just went off. Ah, the age of technology. Anyway, she was there talking with me, uh, fixing my collar. She was telling me that her and her brother had had a, a devil of a fight up on that landing. I, I specifically remember that. We got some pictures, too. We got some pictures of this white, I don't even know what it was. I don't even know what they weren't orbs. They were like a white um, blobby thing. It's not scientific. But, you know, one minute she's talking to me and she's saying, um, you know, oh, look at all my guests are downstairs and I've got to fix dinner and all this and stuff. And then she was asking me, what time, do I, did I know what time the trolley was coming? And I remember sitting there going, what's a trolley? You know, I, I actually wasn't even, like, couldn't pick it up quick enough. I couldn't remember what a trolley was. And please don't, don't laugh at me. It was just something that caught me off guard. Next thing I know... She just, like, vagued out, and she was going down towards the stairs, and she, like, went down the stairs and went back. It was just weird. I remember trying to explain it to everyone, and I couldn't. She was wearing all yellow, and I remember we got, like, three or four pictures with these weird yellow streaks in them. Yeah, so great. We it, felt, it, it was, you know, that's right, it was the karaoke. Honest to God, the, the karaoke, the guy started singing the karaoke in the bar, and it wasn't right. good. No offense to him. It wasn't good. I'm sure I wouldn't have been any better. And she actually, that's when she went. She turned around and she went. She asked me when the trilogy was coming. He started singing. <laughs> and she went down the stairs. So what the heck was it that made her do that? It just, it he was, was running through the trolley. That's how bad he was. It could have been <laughs> It could have been running from the trolley. But, you know, maybe the energy pulled her down there. The energy of the moment. Yeah, maybe. I also remember that night, um, one of the investigations at, at, at Carousel, 
you, you had told me on your way home back to Waterbury that uh, you had a, a little old lady that drove, half, that drove with you to Beacon Falls. Yeah, I dropped her off to Beacon Falls. I didn't drop her off. She, she, she got her on, she, got, she put her coat on, she got her little pocketbook, and she got, she got into the car. She didn't get into the car, but she was in the car. And, um, you know, I was talking to her. You know, right. I was just talking to her like, like she was sitting in the car. And she was nice to me. And then I never saw her again. You know, wherever she had to go, it was in Beacon Falls, I guess. But when yeah. we, went to, we went to Guntown Cemetery over in, uh, I don't know if it's Naugatuck or Oxford. I think it's on the line. Yeah. I remember a couple times I went with, with Carrie. And then I went again with uh, with a couple of other people. And, you know, there were just, there was a lot of things in that place. There was a lot of a lot of interesting things in that place, and they were very, very earthbound there. And I wonder yeah. about wonder about that too. And I and I think that's a classic example of too many people coming in, um, you know, and, and forcing the stirring up the pot. Yeah, I really do. But those were kids, and that was very disturbing. Those were little children. I remember us standing there, and I, I know that Carrie would verify this that we were standing standing there. We heard them laughing. And they were in that, right in that bush. But the thing that got me is they were beyond the wall in the back. You know, there's a wall in the, the old wall in the back. And they, they weren't in the graveyard. They were standing behind the wall. And I remember saying to Carrie, why were they outside the graveyard? Maybe we should, you know, think about that for a second. Well, they were probably, they were probably playing in the big field behind you or something. Maybe they were playing hide and seek. Who knows? Yeah. But they, I know. I, they were aware of us. They were interacting with us, like, you know, and I remember one little girl, and she took my hand, and I was coughing, because, as you know, I have asthma. Right. And, uh, you know, all the mold and everything else in there, um, I was coughing, and she took my hand, and I didn't even notice it at first, because, you know, I have children, and, you know, I'm used to having somebody's hand in mine. And uh, she looked up at me, and she said, "Um, are you sick like I was? And I, I said, oh, no, honey. And, and, and I said, no, no, honey. And the next thing I know, I just I realized it hit me what yeah. she was actually asking. And then, then, of course, you know me, I just started to cry. And I was like, oh, God, no. You know, and well, I, it, it, it angers me because then people will come in there and they'll be very disrespectful and they'll be very callous. And, you know, I don't expect everybody to go in there and start, to, you know, being like the welcome wagon or whatever, but people don't, you know, there's garbage all over the place and, and um, they leave the beer bottles and stuff like that and the, the, the vandalism in that place is despicable. Well, it, 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 it's, it's quite dark in that area, too, so it's, um, you know, I, I'm sure it's, it's a fairly popular uh, hangout or party party place. Yeah. But you know that that place too. There now, there's a classic example of you know you have a you have a, a power substation right next to it, and you have a river. Well, I'd say a large stream or a small river on the other side of it. So you have a lot of energy there to hold, you know, or attract. Hmm. You know, so, you have, so there's a lot of bedrock there, and bedrock as it degrades gives off quite a bit of energy. You have all the water that runs through the bedrock. It gives off energy. Hmm. So you're 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 saying that that energy could be used by them to appear and not to, or you know, or not to appear to use it to just empower themselves, so to speak. I'm sure. I'm sure they do use it. Yeah. I. You know. I'm. You know. I can't tell it, but you see, you you any. Um, Investigation, investigative shows that you watch, they're always saying that, you know, they drain the batteries on their cameras, they right. drain all, so they absorb, they use that energy to manifest themselves as, as, uh, a spirit, you know, I mean, so you can actually see them or hear them, so that I'm sure with, with that kind of energy, free floating energy in the air over there and underground, but uh, I'm sure that attracts them and holds them there. You know, it's like it's like you're at a buffet. There's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty of fuel. You know. For them. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. When when 
you know, sometimes you go on, we'll go on an investigation, or like in the case of the basement in our, in our other house that we live in, um, where there was, uh, there was a lot of electricity. There was, there was high EMF fields. How, do you, how would you differentiate between, let's say I had an experience at, at that graveyard, and I thought, and I felt 100% or 99% that I saw that little girl, and I heard that laughing. And I mm-hmm. saw what I saw, and I, you know, I documented it with a few pictures. Certainly there was interesting, you saw that picture of that huge mist that um, somebody told me was fog, but I don't really know how. You, you pretty much proved that wrong. Um, what, do you think that I could have been, and that was, that I could have been um, a mistake or influence I don't know what I don't know what happened there, but I I pretty almost lost the connection. Uh, but I'll I'll try and answer with what I heard. Um, but I said it. I'll say it again. Yeah, because these okay. Just, there's like five five calls, and then all of a sudden they just blink out, and I don't I I didn't touch anything. I swear. Um, what I said was, do you think that a psychic or someone who thinks that they're psychic or perhaps is a little more sensitive can be influenced by the EMF fields if they're high or if there's a lot of water or if there's a lot of uh, a power surge or what have you, like in the case of that cemetery. Do you think I could have been wrong in thinking there was a, a, an apparition or, or a presence? Do you think I could have been influenced by that energy? Um, I would say it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but I think you are what you are. You're, you know, if you're a psychic or a sensitive, I don't think that's going to influence you any more than anybody else. You're going to, think, you know, if I, if, if I was there and I didn't see or hear it, that doesn't mean because of the EMF fields there are, are so strong that that affected what I saw or didn't see. I think you, as a psychic or sensitive, however you want to uh, qualify yourself, that um, you uh, you saw what you saw, and it was and it was real. I think that those in that in that case that those spirits are there because of that uh, that energy that holds them there. Okay. Well, you know, whether they want to be there or not. Well, that's interesting, whether they want to be there or not. That, that's an interesting statement you just made, whether they want to be there or not. That's interesting. I, I have to think about that. Well, yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe they don't know if they want to be there or not. Right. It could be comfortable for them. And, you know, when people get comfortable, because there's still people, even though they're not of, the, of this earth anymore, it, there's still people, and when people get comfortable, they, you know, a lot of times, they, you know, they don't want to do anything or move on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes good sense for somebody, you know. But I wonder if um, maybe the energy helps people to see things. Maybe where there's a lot of energy, maybe that's why they do use the batteries, and you find that, that if you go into a heavily active home or, or location, the batteries, because that's happened to us. I mean, we, I remember going to the Crystal Gardens. We would go in, and we would be fine, and then the next visit we would, you know, we, we would go outside or whatever and come back in, and then certain locations in the place, the battery on the camera, which is, I used to buy, how many packages of batteries before we went in there? Brand new Duracell batteries. Yeah. You know, just going in there, and, and there we go again. You'd go, yeah. Well, you'd go through. God, we'd go through like a brand new package of batteries, an eight or twelve pack. We'd go through it within in an hour. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that the, you know, the the, the nine eleven, the, the WTC, the World Trade Center. I, I got to say that I, I would imagine that they may be there may be some that are still hanging around there, I, and I hope to God that they're not still reliving what happened to them. I hope that they that they know 
and I would ask everyone who's listening to just say a prayer, however you pray. It, it doesn't matter. God hears all prayers. Just say a prayer to remember those people and, and pray that they have peace. You know, they could be worried about their family members or whatever. Nine years, I, I know that nine years um, is quick. You know, it, it seems like a long time. But, and, and you know, after you die, when, when, when I see people after they die, and I, I remember, I'm not going to say who it was, but you know that very, that woman that I was very, very close to. Yeah. And after she died, you know, people do know. The, the ones that, you know, that I've seen and have known for several years or many years, they do know the regrets. They do know their, their who they've loved, what mistakes they've made. They know, you know a lot more after you, you're, you're dead. You know, your, your, your spirit, your vibrational level rises to a certain extent. And you just, oh, yeah, absolutely there, makes sense. There, there could be a lot of regret at the same time. You know, like, um, and I'll just be personal, like in the case of my father. When my father died in 2002, he constantly came to me. And he, right. was, he always had a woman with him. And I remember my daughter, who was, she was six, six or seven at the six. She was six at the time. She didn't even know. I had not even told her that he died yet. Right. So she said to me, Pop-Pop is, is, is in the bedroom. And I said, well, oh, okay. Um and he's bothering me, and I can't sleep. That's why she wanted to get in bed with me. I remember her coming in. She said, I right. can't sleep. He's bothering me. And I said, well, Pop-Pop's not going to bother you. And she was half asleep. And I said, well, Pop-Pop's not going to bother you, because I didn't think he would. And she yeah. said, well, no, it's not really him, but he's with some woman, and I don't know who she is. Ooh, you want to talk about the chills? Out of the mouths of babes, you know? Yeah. And yeah. any time that I ever saw him, he had someone, I don't know who she is. It's not his mother or anything like that. I, I don't know who he is, but he really... He was a, a sorry. He was keep yourself quiet on this one. He was a sorrowful soul. He had a very he had a very difficult life. He made him made his own life difficult. And yeah. whenever I see him, whenever I sense him around, there's a heavy, heavy, heavy sense of regret. Right. You know. Well, and that's so like, I, that's what, that's like I was saying before when you asked me that question. You know, people, you know, like if they have a lot of regrets or unfinished business things that they, you know, didn't get around to or, or just didn't do in their life, their, their earthly life, now, you know, because they're not here anymore, they, you know, they're thinking, of, you know, I want to get these, these things tied up. I can't, I can't pass on or I don't want to pass on until I try and rectify the things that I should have done when I was alive. Well, can I ask you a question, Dale? Of course. And I want you to think about this for a minute. We've got about 16 minutes left. Um, do you think, why, why do you think people have such a hard time believing that there are people that can help those who have died? Like a psychic medium. Forget about, not, notwithstanding that there's frauds out there, notwithstanding that there's people who have ripped other people off, but genuine ones. Like, you know, you've met me, you've met people that I know that you know are genuine psychics. They don't go around ripping people off. But why do you think, aside from that, that people have such a hard time believing? Do you think it's society? Do you think it's religion? Do you think it's uh, just fear? Well, what do you think the reason for that is? I, I think it's at least those three, three things that you just mentioned. Um, Society, yeah, uh, they they tend not they don't want to people don't want to believe it that you can actually that other people or you know or whoever psychic sensitives can actually reach across the chasm to get in you know to get in touch with the with the afterlife. Uh, religion, religion would have you believe that when you die you go to wherever heaven. Or, Wherever your your belief is that you go, that's what they want. And, you know, there's no in-between. They don't want, you know, so there, there would be no communication, let's say, from the other side. Uh, I forgot the third thing you said because... I was, Do you think that it's, a, it's okay? Do you think that, that it's a question of control then, that maybe religion has gotten to such an extent? And any religion, I'm not talking about one in particular, but any kind of religion 
Do you think that it's gotten to such an extent that if they just want to have that control so no one will will be a free thinker? I mean, you can, in my opinion, you could be a free thinker and still be part of a group. Oh, yeah. I come into play? Yeah, I, I, think that's a, I think that has a lot to do with it. Down through the ages, religion has dictated what, you know, what people, how people think, what they think, when to think it. And I'm not bashing religion. Please, don't, everybody, don't think that I am. Because I, I, I believe in, in God and, and, uh, and the afterlife. And but I'm not, and I just, organized religion has proven itself down through the centuries that they need to have that. They, they, can, they want to control everybody and everything about your life. And if you don't go by their standards and their way of thinking, then you're just not worthy of anything. Yeah, I don't it, think... Go ahead. No, they put that fear into you. I know that I, I went through, you know, I went through a lot of that. I mean, I, I was in the Catholic Church for years, and I, and I had an exorcism for crying out loud. But that's that's for another show. I mean, that's a whole other show of itself. But you know, yeah. and and uh, um, it, it just was such a and it was a, it's a beautiful faith. Don't even get me wrong. Cause you know me. You, you've known me for ten almost ten years, and it's a beautiful faith. I love the, the mass and the and the. I really do. I, I am. I do consider myself a Christian, but um, you know, I think that there's an element that people become afraid and, you know, they, they feel like if they're not right, that they just want to be right. And, you know, that yeah. they never will sway. And for me, it's like, well, well teach me. I, I'm constantly trying to learn. If I ever forget to learn, I don't even want to go on because, you know, I don't ever want to be so set that I won't sway. You know what I mean? There's always, in the, in the paranormal world, in the spiritual realm, we can never know enough. We can never, ever, ever be an expert. We can never know enough. We can never 100% see the spiritual realm. So we, 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 we always have to grow. I sounded oh, like, the, I sounded like the, the happy little pig going all the way home. We, 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 we. <laughs> never mind. Um, no, I, yeah, fear has a lot to do with it, too, because people just don't want to believe that, they probably just don't, you know, okay, when, when you hear death or dead or, uh, you know, and if, and if it's somebody close, you don't, a lot of times people just don't want, that's it. They don't want, you know, all right, they're dead. We have to bury them. We bury them. That's it. It's over. I don't want to hear anything more about it. Well, also, I've, I've seen a lot, too. That's right. I, I, I totally agree with you there. But also I've seen a lot of people who will say, in the name of psychicness or whatever the word is for that, you know, come on over and let me do a reading for you, and I'll connect with your brother-in-law because, oh, well, next week, if you give me another $150, I'll connect with them again, and they, and they bleed you, and they bleed people. And to me, it's like, okay, you know, uh-uh. You, you come into yeah. me, I do a reading, and you're going to learn how to empower yourself. You're going to learn how to try, you know, to, to do some do some techniques to get your spirituality or your spirit connected with spirit, if you will, and, yeah. you know, so a lot of times I think that that's what happens. The bad outweighs the good. You know, oh, yeah. They put the bad outweighs the good. And um, Hollywood, Hollywood has, has projected an image of psychics and sensitives and people of that ilk as, you know, like an old gypsy sitting, sitting in a little tent with a crystal ball. Hey, or, I, hey I resemble that remark. Don't make fun of my crystal balls. I, I mean, you know, I, I really, I love them. Well, yeah, but um, I thought you meant the gypsy part, but okay. <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah, but Hollywood and even even literature has has projected anybody with psychic or sensitivity sensitive powers as being sort of off off the wall. That's just not you know. My God, they talk with they talk with dead people, or they can they, they know what they're about the spirit world or the parallel universe. People just have a hard time grasping that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think when you're kids, you know, I think when you're kids, it comes very easily, and it's just like, well, remember Emma? We took Emma. Emma is our daughter. We took her to uh, that place in Waterbury 
and, and I was, it was thundering and lightning, and I was seeing that, oh, my God, there was about 12 people standing there, and they were all, all of them were gone. They were dead, and it was just awful. I, I, and she actually, yep. she, what, three? And she saw them as well as I saw them, and, you know, three-year-olds. Yeah, three-year-olds, and I wasn't saying anything, but you, you know my face, and you know my face when I see something. Right. And um, Tom, we had to take her out. She wouldn't even stay in there. Well, the so, two, you know, it's something both, that's so... Both of you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. She had to carry us both out. She, yeah, both of us saw them. You know, the older one, Pia, had a sense of it, because Pia senses them more on a, on a, you know, not in a visual sense, but more on the inside. She feels it. More intellectual um, than that. Little one, yeah, our little one, Emma, she sees them. She'll sit there and she'll, like, talk to them and, you know, and I well, see her talking to them. You know, I don't say anything because I know it kind of bothers you and it's okay. It doesn't make my day, but, you know, I look at it this way. If, if they're seeing them, at least they know, at least I know that we can teach them how to defend themselves if something comes around them that's not human. You know, at least well, I don't want to close off the eye or their, 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 their mind's eye or their psychic gifts so then they'll, they won't be able to see anything. You know? Yeah. Well, that that, that that was a miserable storm that night. That was the kind of storm that, that Dr. Frankenstein needed to resurrect Frankie. Yeah, that that was a pretty that was a pretty bad uh pretty bad and you know, they were out in force. They were out in force. And um, you know, that was over right near the river. Uh, what river is that? Excuse me. Nogatuck River. Nogatuck River. How would I how would I not know that? I've lived here for fifteen years. Um, yeah, that, that was right around there where they probably, and afterwards I remember you saying that to me because I was like, why are they in this place? And it was right by the river and that's, that's where a lot of the flood. And again, again, I, they're sitting on, that restaurant sits on, on top of a, uh, an outcropping of bedrock and you have, well, what, about a 60 foot bedrock outcropping across the street. So you have that energy there plus the storm, plus the river running really hard, you know, very in very close proximity to the restaurant. You have a lot of energy there. Yeah. It's really, it's really just something. It's something that we could go into for, for a long time, as we do sometimes. But we have seven minutes left, and I just want to get into some things here, if you don't mind, Daly. Um, I guess. Okay, thank you. Uh, September 18th, 2010, I'm going to be doing a gallery reading, Speaking of the Dead. Um, that's not what it's called. I just interjected that. And it's... Okay. September 18th, 2010 at 6.30 to 9.00 p.m. And if you call 203-971-9510 and leave a message, or if we answer, that would be good, too. Uh, we'll give you the information, because it is at a private home. I'm obviously not going to give out the private home address. Or if you want to email me at christinecorda at live.com, you can do so, and I can give you information for that as well. Um, I think that's about it. There's really nothing else coming up. I'm go. sorry? I was going to say sorry to all the callers, but I think... I think the uh, block talk radio system is really doing this wrong tonight as far as callers go. You know, they were, they, I, I'm just sitting here, and they, they pop up, and then, like, within a split second, they're gone. I have no idea what's going on. I apologize profusely for that. Um, you know, thankfully, your your call is there, but you're, you're on a different thing with me here, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't like all this stuff. <laughs> I'm still not used to it, but... Um, yeah, so we're going to be having a gallery reading, and I'm going to be uh, at Fort Henry. You know, I keep wanting to say Fort Hood. Maybe I should go visit Fort Hood. Um, Fort Henry uh, in Albany, or is it in Canada? It's either in Canada or Albany. It's way up. It's up on the St. Lawrence Seaway area, up in that area. Yeah, Lake, Lake George, and I'm going to be in there in October. The date has not been told to me yet. But I do have, I'm going to have a table there. Um, I'm going to be, you know, having my beautiful table with all my stuff on it, myself. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing, hopefully, I hope to be doing some gallery readings there. And I'll certainly be doing private readings. And uh, a little lecture. 
So if you want to, you know, if you want to keep in touch at my website at peacefulreadings.com, I'll be posting that. I'll certainly be talking about it here. But just an up-and-coming event. I think, I think it's the end of October, suffice to say. So that week, that weekend, I don't think we're going to be doing the show. Um, we may record something. I think Dale's going to sing. He's going to do a rap song. Or he'll do something, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll do a little country, a couple country songs. Oh. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll upload it, and you can, you can all listen to it. <laughs> now, we'll have something for you, though. And, um, hey, if anyone wants to be a guest of Kiss Me, I'm Psychic, give me a call. Or, no, actually, give me an email, because I'm looking for people to be on the show. I like to have the guests. As you see, I don't do all readings all the time. I will do readings um, when you call in for them. But I don't like to do the readings throughout the whole show because I like us to get together and I like us to talk and I like to get into topics. I want to hear what people think. I want people to make me think and I want to make you think. And um, if you want to be a guest, I'm, I'm looking for people who are investigators, who are skeptical, who are... Um, you know, believers, if you're psychic, if you have a haunted house, give us, you know, let us know. We really would love to have you. You don't have to be well-known. You don't have to be known at all. I'd love to hear from you. We have a call. We have three minutes remaining. I'm going to take this call, Dale. It's from 876. If this works. Hello, you're on the air. Um, that's me? Yes, hi. How are you? You got through. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm doing okay. I was I was just here listening, and you know, I was like, I wonder if she's talking to me right now. <laughs> I was talking to you. How did you know? Okay, well, um, I'm kind of doing okay. You know, I, I was just kind of curious if um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what is my real reason for existing. Oh, wow, that's a big one. I mean, I, I, the reason why I ask is because I have been told growing up that I'm supposed to be a spiritual person, and for over 20 years, I have been attacked horribly like a, by a lot of black magicians con- constantly. And it, it, it sometimes makes me wonder if in a past life, if, I, if there was something horrible that I did why I'm getting all this. I don't know about that, sir, but I would say that you obviously probably have some great gifts going on, and you probably have great love. Because if there's if there's if there's something about you that's making people attacking negatively, then there's something really really good within you. I went through many many years, and and believe me, many many years, too many years of, of demonic attack, outright demonic attack. And what it made me realize is that there there is there was quite a different purpose for me in life. And it, and it entailed a okay. lot of love and passion. So I would say point oh, okay. that the dark as it comes for you, look mm-hmm. at that light and hold on to that light because it will it will strengthen you. If you want, I don't know where you're at. If you want, I can refer you to somebody who might be able to um, do an, you know, a demonologist or, or whatever if you'd like to talk to them. That, okay. that probably would help you. Well, you know, I was um, I was kind of. I right, you deal with um angels and those things. Yeah. Well, what I wanted to ask you is, is that a lot of times I have been approached by angels, and I notice. Well, I well I should say both angels and fallen angels. I notice a lot of times they have approached me, and I know whenever they call my name, they like they address me as master. Oh dear. Well, I think that that's, that's something that, um, you know, if, they, if they're serving you, if they're, if they're darker angels and they're, and they're calling you that, you probably should, uh, should not listen. That would be my advice. You know, this is the, funny, this is the funny thing about it is that the, 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 the fallen angels that call me that are the ones that come to attack me. Yeah, that's, that's difficult. Have you ever talked to anybody at all about it? Have you ever talked to an, a, a demonologist or a, a clergy of, of your choice? Or well, I have I have spoken to many, many, many. For and I mean, this has been happening for over twenty years, you know. 
and I have spoken to like many, 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 many. But I'm 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 just kind of wondering if if it is something that I just if it's a case where it's something that I just have to face this in life. It's something you don't have to deal with in life. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. No, I was saying if I was saying I'm wondering if it's something that I definitely have to go through in life. Because it starts to seem that way. But I don't I don't right. I don't want to assume anything, you know. Yeah, I know it. I, I know what you I know what you mean. You all sometimes you get to the point where you just feel like um it's just gonna happen no matter what you do. Yeah. No, I don't think it's something that you have to go through in your life at all. And I think that if you look deep within you and I, I really need you to listen to me on this one, please. If you look mm-hmm. deep within yourself and try to go as deep as possible and realize that you do not deserve, number one, you do not deserve to, be, to have that kind of a life, to have that kind of harassment, to have dark angels, fallen angels, or even um, holy angels, heavenly angels around you. Anything that is respectful, excuse me, anything that is from God, the Lord God will not invade your life to the point where um, it's, to, it's disturbing you. They will not do that. They come in gentle, they come in kindly, mm-hmm. and they come in lovingly. So I would definitely... Well, I, when I asked, um, when I questioned, actually, the good ones of why is it that I'm addressed like this, and they said it's because of the past life that I lived, and they said that I was also crowned as a king in heaven. Well, that could be true. I don't, I don't do past life readings, but you know, there's, okay. there's, there is, there is karma. You could actually be paying for the karma of somebody in your, in your family line. That's, that's possible too. Um, our family lineage can really give us some problems. Trust me, I went through that also for years. But you know what? I would question anybody, and you will be crowned a king in heaven. Everybody's going to be crowned in heaven because. God created us, and He loves us. He's our mother and our father. He's not gonna, He's not gonna let us, you know, just go away and be, be orphaned, if you will. But you know, you gotta get into some clear thinking, and you gotta start, gotta start letting yourself think, and not so much listen to what they're saying. Get within yourself and empower yourself to make, you know, say I'm gonna decide where my life goes. And the thing is also, I realize that it's not really easy for me to ignore them because they have definitely helped me a lot. Yeah. Well, you know what? If if, if you're you're, you're going to either serve them or you're going to you know you're going to be in in your life and and clear headed and free. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, that's the thing. You know, they don't. That's the thing I notice. They do not tell me to serve them, but they always give me advice. Yeah. You got to make a choice. That's the only thing I can say. I worked for years, and then one day I said, "Uh uh-uh, I do not care what these things are. I don't care what they say. I choose to live my life for myself, by myself, and I want to be happy, and I want to have good and loving energy around me. So you're going to get all sorts of vibrations around you. You're going to get, if you have, especially if you have people who are doing um whatever they're doing, if, if it's negative, if, you know, if it's negative, I can't even pronounce the word, if it's negative, it's going to bring things about. So you have to learn a way inside yourself to fight the negativity. Because no matter what anybody does for you, if you don't fight it within yourself, it, it's never going to be good. You know what I'm saying, hon? You know, if you so, um, up, Pardon? Go ahead. No, it, it's yeah, I was saying, so, um, so you're... you're what would I call you? You're, you're a medium? I'm a psychic medium, yeah. That, that's what you could call okay. me. That, that's, I, I don't okay. really know much about the titles of anything, but yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been through I've been through a lot where I have literally died actually three times. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that could do some things then, too. Pardon? That could bring some some things in as well if you, if you crossed over and uh, you know yeah. you've been on the other side or wherever. Even if it was near death, you know, a near death experience can, can open a lot of doors. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I always heard about um, near death experience, but I know what it's like to actually be dead. Yeah. 
Did you go to heaven? Yes, but I noticed it's like I ended up in a place it was all whiteness. Mm-hmm. It was all whiteness, and I noticed when I moved, my legs didn't move, I actually floated. Mm. And afterwards, I noticed the whiteness started to fade, and when I came back on earth, I was looking at my body in the hospital morgue. Yeah. So what happened to you? Did you, did you get hurt, and, or did you get sick, or was it an accident? That well, actually, yeah. I, was, um, I had a type of pneumonia where it's, it's, a, it's a rare type of pneumonia that you do not know that you have it until you have about five minutes to live. Oh my. And and the thing is I did not make it, you know, at the time. Hmm. Well you're you're alive now. My my advice yeah. to you spiritually is to is to look within you and empower yourself. Don't don't give so much credibility or, or or recognition to those spirits that are around you because the true spirit the true spirits of love and guidance and godly spirits will not force you to do anything. Thank you so much for your call.